Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Judy Moody, MD, the doctor is in emergency. Chapter 3, MD equals mystery detective. The next, more, the next Monday was a better than ever third grade day. At lunch, Judy ate her PBJ sandwich in seven bites, and then she walked, not ran, to the playground. Class 3T had a, had a 10-minute recess before their field trip to the hospital. Judy's mom was a driver and parent volunteer, so Rocky and Frank rode in the car with their mom. Mom made Judy ask Finch, Jessica Finch too. Do you know? Do you know muscle comes from the word mouse? Asked Jessica. If you move a muscle, it looks like a mouse. She flexed her arm. Judy used all forty-three muscles it took to frown at Jessica. At the hospital, Dr. Nosehair led Class 3T down a long hall. Why does that doctor lady have a rabbit? asked Frank. Animals are not allowed in the hospital, said Jessica. It's a new program called Pause for Healing, said Dr. Nosier. People bring animals to patients in the hospital to make them feel better. Holding an animal and petting it can actually lower a person's blood pressure and help a patient forget about being sick. Rare, said Judy. Dr. N then took them to a room back of the, in the back of the ER where class 3M was already waiting. There were lots of medicine and important things to look at. What's the first thing that you would do in an emergency? Quizzed Dr. Nosier. Call 911, said everybody. Would you call 911 to find out how to cook, how long to cook a turkey? Only if you're a turkey, said Frank, and Judy cracked up. It's a crossword puzzle. Is a crossword a puzzle an emergency? Only for my dad who tries to beat the clock, said Judy. <sighs> oh my goodness. Believe it or not, we do get people who call 911 for such things. But let's just say we have a real emergency, like a car accident or a heart attack. Everything around here happens super fast. As soon as the ambulance arrives, the EMT people trained to handle medical emergencies start giving the bullet telling us what happened train wreck means patient has lost has a lot of things with them who knows what code blue means lots of blood all the people in blue shirts have to all the people in blue shirts have to help it means somebody's heart has stopped said dr nosier you fix the heart that stops asked allison s you must help a lot of people said erica all doctors make a promise to help people. It's called the Hippocratic Oath. Hippocratic, Hippocrates was the father of medicine. In the old days, you have to swear by Apollo and Hygelia to help people to the best you could. If you don't know what was wrong with a patient, you have to say, I know not. The oath sounds funny to us now, so a doctor named Louis Lasagna rewrote it. Louis Lasagna? Did he invent pizza too? asked Frank. Dr. N laughed. But how do you always know what to do? asked Rocky. 
being a doctor is like being a detective. You look at all of the clues and try to solve the mystery. In the ER, we just do a lot. We just do it in a hurry. It's Think of it like each one of us is a human jigsaw puzzle. My job is to figure out the missing piece and put the puzzle back together. Rare, Judy whispered. I'm the best jigsaw I'm the best at jigsaw puzzles, bragged Jessica Finch. I did a 500-piece jigsaw puzzle of Big Ben all by myself. This girl brags too much. Sometimes Judy wished that Jessica Finch would shut her mandible. Well, that's funny. Now, her mouth, her jawbone. (laughs) Now I'll show you what some of this stuff is for, said Dr. Nosier. Dr. Judy used, got to use a stethoscope to listen to her own heartbeat. <sighs> ba-boom, ba-boom. Then she took Frank's blood pressure, for real. Looked for Jessica Finch's tonsils and saw an eyes inside with a special kind of scope. They took turns riding on a bed called the gurney, walking on crutches and sitting in a wheelchair. Dr. N turned all the lights out and showed them x-rays, there was a brain. It looked all ghosty. A dog that got hit by a car. It looked all sideways. And even a violin that looked all dead. X-rays helped solve mysteries. They even got to see a real-life ooey-gooey heart on a TV. This is better than the operation channel at home, said Judy. And they got to practice on a, on life-side stemmies called heart, Hurt Head Harry and Trauma Tammy. I have a practice doll too, said Judy, with three heads. Had to get better. I practiced like being a doctor, like Elizabeth Blackwell. How would you like to practice being a patient with a broken arm, asked Dr. N. I'll show everybody how we put on a cast. Judy Moody could not believe her middle or outer ears. Can I, Mom? Sure, if you want to. All right, hold out your arm. Judy Moody, first girl doctor. Judy grinned with all 17 smile muscles it takes to make a smile. She held her arm straight out like a snowman's stick arm. Dr. N wrapped it around and around with soft cotton stuff. I'll use a special plaster bandage that turns hard when it dries so Judy won't be able to move that arm. That way, her bone will stay into place when it heals back together. Does my radius or ulna... My radius or my ulna, asked Judy. I see you know your bones. Can you wiggle your phalanges? Judy wiggled her fingers. Everybody laughed. A not broken arm is even better than a broken arm. I wish I never had to take it off. I'll tell you what, said Dr. Nosier. If your mom says it's okay, you can wear it home. I'll show her how to take it off. Can I, mom? Can I? I can full stink. Pretty, pretty, pretty please with band-aids on top. Well, I don't see why not, said Mom. Sure. Rare, said Judy. She, Judy Moody, was a mystery. A human jigsaw puzzle with a broken arm. Not. Judy was so happy from the hospital day that even her eyebrows were smiling. She stared at all she stared at all the autographs on her cast. Even Dr. Nose Hair had signed it. His autograph looked like a messy blob, but still. She could hardly wait to get home and show her dad her cast. Maybe she could even get out of setting the table on account of her broken arm. Not wait till she told Stink. When she got home, Stink was waiting at the front door. Judy helped her. Judy held up her cast. You broke your arm, said Stink. Sweet.
<laughs> of course, the brother says sweet, huh, Peyton? That's, that's what probably Trinity would say is sweet. I know. I think a bunch of people. I think kids would just say sweet, huh? Because mm-hmm. it's like cool. The kids always look at the bright side of things, huh? I think so. All right. Next chapter. Judy Moody, the doctor is in. Emergency. Chapter 4, MD, a million dollars. She, Judy Moody, was in an operating mood. As soon as she got her cast off, Judy asked Stink to play Operation, a game where you removed body parts with tweezers and try not to make the buzzer go off. Judy, per- Dr. Judy performed a delicate operation and removed butterflies from the patient's stomach. Next, she removed his broken heart. Stink went for the Charlie horse. Buzz. His nose lit up red. His nose lit up red, he said, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You did it on purpose. I did not, said Stink, and tried to remove the pencil from the guy's arms. To get rid of the writer's cramp. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Stink, give me the tweezers. Your turn's over when you buzz. Well, let's play something else, said Stink. I know, said Judy. You can help me with my human body project for school. That's not playing. That's homework, said Stink. Fun homework, said Judy. I'm going to do an operation with real stitches and stuff. Judy got out her doctor kit. All I need is someone to operate on. You're not operating on me. Just so you... Just... I just saw you... I just, uh, you're not operating on me, just so you know. No slicing or eye patching or anything. Can I at least take your blood pressure? I, uh, can I at least take your blood pressure? I guess. Judy put a cuff around Stink's arm and pumped air into it. I'm afraid you have bl- high blood pressure, Stink, said Judy. Your heart's beating super fast. Well, that's because I'm scared of what you're going to do to me. I have a better idea. Judy went straight to Toadie's aquarium. Operation, Toadie. You hold them down, Stink, and I'll make an incision. The what? Hello, the cut. It's an operation. You're Looney Tunes, said Stink. You can't cut Toadie open. I'll stitch him back up. Come on, just one small teensy snip. No, give him back. Oh my God, what a loony. That is not a good choice for a kid to do. The only way to see if he's if he's got Toad insides. Admit it, Stink. You want to see Toad guts. This is not... Not this toad's guts, Stink rushed over to his desk and rooted around at the top of the drawer. He held a cardboard badge that said ASPCA, living, saving lives since 1866. Busted, said Stink, holding the badge up to Judy's face. It's against the law to be mean to animals or hurt them, ever. Just show him respect, them respect and kindness. You're not even supposed to let your dog drink out of the toilet. Oh, shoot. Well, then we'd be in trouble because Hank loves drinking out of the toilet, huh? (laughs) <laughs> I don't have a dog, and Mouse doesn't drink out of the toilet. Good. If she did, you'd go to jail. I was just going to practice on Toadie and not put him in the toilet. You're not allowed to test stuff out on animals. You're supposed to test it on beans or pumpkins. People who make soap and shampoo and underpants and stuff are always testing on animals, and the animals get hurt or even die. Stink, nobody makes animals wear underpants. Yeah, huh? They do. No lie. It makes me really sad and mad that people do stuff to animals. And I'm so sad and so mad and I'm smad. Okay, okay, okay. Don't be smad. I cross my heart. I promise I won't shampoo Toadie or make him wear underpants or anything. I just wish I had something really good for sharing tomorrow. Something that nobody's ever seen. Something human. Like what? 
like Einstein's brain, or hair from Abraham Lincoln's beard, or Grandma Lou's kidney stone, if only she saved it. Put a kidney bean in put a kidney bean in a jar and say it's Einstein's brain. You could say it's a human being. Get it? Hardy har har stink. I have some baby teeth. Teeth are human. Everybody's seen baby teeth stink. I have a toenail collection. Boring. Wait, I do have a body part. What is it? Can I have it? Nope. I'm not showing you because you'll want it bad. Is it a finger or an ear? Nope. A bone? Nope. Is it skin? Like when you peel off from a sunbird? Nope. Is it a cavity? You know, like from a tooth? Nope. Come on, stinker. You have to show me. Okay, but promise you won't show or tell anyone about it and you can't take it to school, okay? Cross my heart, promise, said Judy. Stink went over to his closet and he pulled down a dusty box of a shelf. Of a shelf. A a box from the shelf. A box with all of his baby stuff. Hurry up, I can't stand it, said Judy. Stink opened the box and took out a baby food jar. There was something inside that looked like a shriveled up, shrunken dead worm. What is that? It's a petrified worm? A hundred-year-old burnt spaghetti? No, Einstein. It's my belly button. Ew. Your belly button? You know, that thing falls off your belly button when you're born? For real? And true? Yes, for real. When mom brought me home from the hospital. But you were born in a Jeep. You know what I mean. When I came home, I had the thing on my belly button. You have to wait for it to fall off, mom said. And mom said you wanted to keep it. Me? So then it's really mine? No, it's my body part, and I used to I used to be an Audi, and now I'm an innie. Stink lifted up his shirt. See? Rare, said Judy. I can't wait for my class. Stink gave her a starey glare look. N- to not know about this, ever. Stink put the jar back in with his wormy old burnt spaghetti belly button on the desk. You know what's so great about this belly button? What? asked Judy. That you don't have one, said Stink. He laughed himself silly. But you gave me a million. If you gave me a million dollars, I'd let you take my belly button to school. How about five dollars? A million dollars, or you'll never not touch my belly button, said Stink. And Peyton is falling asleep.